At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rival every rematch Every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the Philadelphia CityCast with Ryan Rothstein presented by Bet Rivers. Joe Girardi is out as manager here in Philadelphia for the Philadelphia Phillies news breaking Friday, June 3rd, earlier today, a relative shocking move. Not that surprising as the Phillies now sit at 22 and 29, seven games below 500. They start things back up after a day off on Thursday for a three game series at home, welcoming in Mike Trout, local stud. Back to Philadelphia, Otani, fortunately for the Phillies, will not be getting the ball on the mound as a starter uh, over these next three games. Rob Thompson named the interim manager for the Phillies. We'll see, all right? The, the, the good old phrase in professional sports, needed a new voice, needed a change in leadership. We'll see if this actually does anything. I wouldn't be surprised if it does a little bit as far as wins in the short term, but can that be sustained? We'll talk about it all on this episode as the Phillies relieve Joe Girardi of his duties. And now we'll get to see how much of the uh, the problem was indeed on Mr. Girardi. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Ryan Rothstein, on the Philadelphia CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. I uh, haven't put an episode out in the past day or two. I've actually been dealing with the sickness here but uh i'm feeling feeling better now feeling good enough to do an episode and i've been meaning to get back behind the mic here to have some fun with you right here on the philadelphia city cast give me a follow on twitter at wise ride w-i-s-e-r-y-e you can find links to all the episodes we put out 
as well as links to all the podcast platforms you can find the Philadelphia City Cast on right there on my Twitter page. And joining me on this episode, Francisco Rojas, who is a producer oftentimes for me on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Francisco is as knowledgeable as it gets when it comes to Major League Baseball and the Philadelphia Phillies. So I'm eager to get Francisco's thoughts and opinions on the Joe Girardi news. We'll discuss that with Mr. Rojas as well as uh, just the landscape of the National League, maybe some sleeper teams that he has his eye on, not named the Los Angeles Dodgers to make a run here uh, after the summer. Can the Phillies make up any type of ground on the New York Mets as well as the Atlanta Braves? Can the Braves catch up to the Mets? We'll talk about the division, the National League as a whole, and of course, all things surrounding this Phillies organization with the headline being Joe Girardi fired. He is out as manager here in Philadelphia. A lot of you out there have been screaming and yelling for it. Well, you got your wish. Let's see how much this helps, if at all. The NBA Finals got underway on Thursday night. The Celtics, I don't want to say pull off a shocker, but uh, Celtics take game one. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. My, my prediction was the Golden State Warriors in seven games, and if that prediction is to come true, well, the Warriors are going to have to lose a, few, lose a few. Three games, to be exact, if my prediction means anything. 120 to 108, Celtics win game one as a three-and-a-half-point road dog. The over hits. Uh, now game two is Sunday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We will be putting out another couple of episodes before we even get to Sunday night's tip-off for game two, so we have plenty of time to talk about that game in this series, the updated odds, all that good stuff. I did throw out a value play for finals MVP. Al Horford was as high as 75 to 1 to win finals MVP. He had a big game one. His odds right now at Bet Rivers to win finals MVP have moved all the way down to 12 to 1. So that is one number and one uh, aspect of the wagering menu at Bet Rivers. I'm going to keep a close eye on. Horford uh, finals MVP, certainly a long shot, but we'll keep a close eye on that. And on the next episode, we'll dive more into this NBA finals, the updated odds for finals MVP for series winner and everything in between, including the game two preview early odds right now for game two. The Warriors are a four and a half point home doll, a home favorite, excuse me, uh, with the total currently sitting at 215 and a half. Warriors are minus 177 on the money line for game two. The Celtics at plus 145. So we'll get more into the hoops, as I mentioned, on the next episode. This episode's all about the reaction to Joe Girardi getting fired. So let's bring in Francisco Rojas now to have some fun here and talk about the Girardi firing and all things related to the Philadelphia Phillies. Hope you enjoy the episode here is Francisco. All right, so let's do it. Joe Girardi is out. That's the answer, just like that. The Phillies now, they should win the division. They should go on a deep playoff run. Uh, all is well now that Girardi's gone. I kid. Certainly surprising, uh, as we talked a little bit in the intro there in the first segment. But now to help me dissect it, to react to it, Francisco Rojas, who is a producer for Sports Radio 94 WIP, oftentimes my producer, air quotes my producer, uh, on my weekend overnight shifts on 94 WIP, He'll help us break it all down, and uh, we'll see where the conversation goes. We'll look at some of the updated odds in the National League, uh, 
uh, as it stands for the NL East, as the Phillies just continue to separate themselves in the wrong direction from the New York Mets. So uh, let's get into it. Francisco, what's going on, man? Uh, are you sure I'm not producing for you right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you? This is weird. Yeah, this is weird, but uh, it's uh, I'm glad to be here, man. I'm uh, glad you uh, gave me a call. Yeah, man, absolutely. I'm I'm excited to chat with you. So let's just start with your instant reaction, if you will. What was your you know first couple thoughts once the news became official that Joe Girardi is out? Uh, not gonna lie to you, man. Super, super surprised. Only surprised because. Just because of Dave Dombrowski's track record. Dave Dombrowski does not have the track record of just firing guys just like that. It just doesn't happen. Didn't happen uh, when, he was in, when he was in Detroit. Didn't happen when he was in Boston. Um, I mean, it just, just doesn't happen with Dave Dombrowski. So off the bat, uh, super surprised that it happened. Um, to be honest, my thoughts were that it was going to be uh, in the offseason after maybe not making a making a playoff appearance. If they were going to make the playoffs, I'd say he would still be here. But, uh, you know, if, if it was going to happen, I was thinking, okay, offseason 2022, we're, we're searching for somebody new. Is it Jim Leland? Is it uh, Bruce Bochy? Is it somebody like that? Uh, but, no, it doesn't. It, it happens on, you know, here we are, Friday, June 3rd. Um, the Phillies sit, at, I believe, 21 and 29, something yep. like that. It's Something along those lines. And uh, it's just, you know, this team is supposed to be better than this. I know it's a long season, but at this point, like, you know, uh, the Braves are still haven't gotten going yet. Um, I still think Miami is a, a decent team that uh, can make some noise in the NL East. So this is a point where you need to get it going. So, you know, you need some type of a shakeup. You need to tell the players, you need to tell your team, like, hey, we need to get it going. And that's really what it was. Because we don't know, yeah. Rob Thompson is supposed to be the guy. Uh, now he, or he is the guy now. Um, I don't know too much about him. I know that he was with the Yankees for a while. Um, and then he was on Kapler's, uh, he was his bench coach in 2018, 2019, and he's been with the team since. Um, so, you know, we're going to see, but I, I just really think it was more of team needs to shake up. Um, you know, they need to get it going. The bats need to get it going. Schwarber, Castellanos yelling at you two. At the top of my lungs, you need to get it going. This offense needs to get it going. You don't have Gene Segura now. He's out till probably September. They need to get it going. So this is just, it's a shakeup. It's a shakeup. That's all it is. That For me, at least, that's how I see it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you and I talked about it, I think, the last time we were on the airwaves on WIP, is that it's just, uh, it's the new voice thing. You know, and I tweeted out, <laughs> once Dombrowski spoke, like in the first minute of him speaking earlier today, Friday on June 3rd, uh, in the first 10 seconds of his first answer, he said it. He said we needed a new voice, essentially. You know, it's just time for a new voice. It's time for a change. Okay, you know, that's the age-old go-to comment for any owner, any front office executive who makes the decision to move on from a coach slash manager. Fine. You know, the one thing that I found some somewhat interesting it felt like they were insinuating that Girardi wasn't communicating enough with the players in the clubhouse. I, I don't know if you got that type of vibe from what they were talking about today on Friday after they announced Girardi is out. Um, do you think that could have been something that was a thing, something that was concerning them, like Girardi and his day-to-day -day approach and how he communicates with guys, i.e., whether it's Harper or you know, anyone, anyone in that clubhouse, do you think that could have been an issue? Impossible to say, but. 
I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if I got like a super duper big vibe that that was a huge issue. I don't, yeah. I don't want to say like Girardi isn't a player's manager, but he never gave you that type of vibe that he was. So it definitely, mm -hmm. for me, it wasn't one of his strengths. And you could probably kind of see that in, you know, interviews with Real Muto and Harper and uh, Nolan, Wheeler. Uh, you know, they're supposed to be the leaders of the clubhouse. Interviews they've done in the past, they never kind of gave you that feel that, uh, you know, they backed Girardi super hard. Like, he's their guy. He's their manager. They're fighting for him. They're running through walls, whatever. He never, like, Girardi never gave off that vibe, at least through, the, you know, the leaders of the clubhouse. Uh, and you really couldn't get that so far with like Schwarber and Castellanos because they're so new. But guys that have been here for a while, Harper, uh, Real Muto, Nola, the guys that have, the veterans that have been here, the, supposed to be the leaders of the clubhouse, uh, they just never gave me that vibe that, oh man, I, I'm going to play for Jordan no matter what. We're going for an NL East title. We need to win a World Series. They never gave me that type of type of vibe. Like, yeah, Harper gives me that vibe just because it's, but it's because it's Harper. Because we know how hard Harper yeah. plays. So, but I never got that type of vibe that Girardi was that kind of manager so new voice a shake up you know all of the all of the cliche quotes if you will after this type of a move what do you think francisco this will do for the team and the clubhouse in the short term starting a series now with the angels and listen i'm not going to sit here and say this is good timing because the phillies stink just as badly as anyone at the at the moment uh, but maybe this is good timing to make a move with the Angels coming into town for a three-game set. Then they're off again before a series against Milwaukee, I believe, next week on Tuesday. Uh, do you see this move helping the Phillies win two of three against the Angels? Dare I say sweep the Angels? Can this uh, help galvanize them, at least in the short term, to get a little bit closer to 500? Yeah, this isn't this isn't a great time for, for this to happen, Ryan, because the Angels aren't playing well either. And maybe this is a time for the Angels to get hot. So it can go like mm. both ways for either right. teams. Like, I mean, look, you got Trout, you got Otani, you got you got all those guys there. Let one let let those. I mean, Trout's been incredible this year. Let let these let that team get hot. They had a hot start to the season, haven't been good lately, but they get hot. It's not a good time uh, for this to happen for the Phillies. But who knows, man? Maybe it does. Maybe it. Do I I just the, the the type of feel I get with this team is like. I don't know how much they really, really, really want it. I, I, I mean, at the start of the season, it was like, okay, well, they seem like a team that just wants to have fun. Like, they're having fun. Like, they're doing this in the yeah. clubhouse, this and that. And I'm like, well, now we're sitting here eight, eight, eight games below 500. So I don't I don't really know, man. It's I know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I would love to tell you, as a Phillies fan, I would love to tell you that this is gonna. This was the thing they needed to do to to get it started. But the thing is, too, is like I don't know too much about Rob Thompson uh, as a manager because it hasn't happened yet. And I don't think a lot of people really do, as far as I know. So, but we're no. gonna find out. That all I can tell you is that we're gonna find out. <laughs> yeah, for better or worse, we're gonna find out. And I think that's how, you know, that's how the brass probably won it. Uh, when you make a move like this, mid not mid-season, but in-season to fire your manager, you want to bring in a guy that's just like, you know, Mr. Nice Guy, Mr. Pat, you know, pat his hand on your back. No, the fans don't really know anything about him, so we can't go in an upheaval or an uproar about the next guy. It's more just about Girardi and what the team didn't do under Joe Girardi. 
there's a lot of question marks that still remained going into this season, but the Phillies brought in Schwarber. They bring in Castellanos. JT is still here. You have Harper, obviously. You look at this lineup from top to bottom when healthy, and we all thought the hitting at the very least was not going to be a problem. It was just, all right, how much success can this team really have? Can this lineup really have at the plate? What has been the most frustrating aspect of this team's struggles up until this point, Friday, June 3rd? Is it the hitting? Is it the bullpen, which is a popular sort of captain obvious answer, but it still could be the right one? Is it the defense? What what has stood out to you so far, Francisco? Well, I mean, I expected the bullpen not to be great. Uh, yeah. Are they a little bit underwhelming than what I thought they would have been? A little bit, but I didn't think they would be great. So I can't, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm like disappointed about the bullpen. Uh, the rotation hasn't been horrible. Um, you know, at times, Nola could be better. Uh, at times, Ranger Suarez, I, I, you know, as much as I said, give him the full year this year to be a starter, uh, he hasn't been all that great. He has, he's been a little mm -hmm. below average. Um, and, uh, but it's, I mean, it, it's, it's the offense. I mean, no doubt about it. We all expected the offense to rake. I, I don't know if I was as high on it as everybody else. I was like, oh, they're going to be the best offense in the National League and in in Major League Baseball. I, I, I wasn't there. But, I, mm -hmm. I mean, I figured they were going to score a lot of runs. They're going to be a top five uh, offense in the National League and that they were going to carry this team at certain points in the season. It just hasn't happened yet. May Ryan, maybe they just – maybe they decided, like, hey, we're just going to wait till uh, – you know, beginning of June or when Girardi's gone to finally get it going. Maybe that was it. <laughs> right. Maybe they were all, maybe they were all secretly uh, just waiting for Girardi to be gone. And they finally got be a bold like, strategy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Bold strategy. <laughs> right. But uh, look, man, I mean, it, it happens in baseball though. Sometimes uh, teams have slow starts or it just doesn't happen. I know that the Yankees in past years would have tough starts, but they, you know, they got to the wild card game last year and, you know, they did lose, but they got to the wild card game even after a rough start. Uh, and the Philly, not as a rough start as, as the Phillies driving, but the point is that, yeah. uh, you know, it, it can happen. It can happen. We look, we're coming up on like the year anniversary of when Kyle Schwarber hit like 12 home runs in like 12 games. So maybe he was just waiting for June to say, hey, I, I just wanted to, you know, whatever. Now I'm going to hit a bunch of bombs and going to carry it's the hitting season. Right. Exactly. Save the season. Right. Uh, even though no one's catching the Mets in this division right now. It's just not. No, I said hit in season, oh, not oh, save the season. Oh, save the scotching. I'm sorry. Yeah, but either one. Right. Uh, yeah, but, you it, know, either one could work. But it seems like, you know, it seems like in the last week, Cassianos has kind of, you know, uh, turned the corner a little bit. So I think that's a good sign. Um, but, man, it's really up to, like, it is up to the guys I've named. It's up to Real Muto. It's up to... Uh, boom, it's up to hopefully Bryson Stock can get going a little bit. I know I don't want to expect too yeah. much from him because he's a rookie. Uh, but, you know, Didi, Didi Gregorius is on his way back to being healthy. Um, those are guys that have to propel this offense. I didn't really think we were going to be sitting here talking about it. Um, look, Bryce Harper, we don't have to worry about. Bryce is Bryce. Um, yes, he'll go through his cold streaks, but generally it seems like he, he – we know who he is. I mean, he's last year's MVP. It seems like he's, he's playing an MVP type of level this year. Uh, the offense – I don't know, man. It's just that certain guys have to really carry this offense, and it's going to be guys like Bohm, Gregorius, uh, Real Muto, Schwarber, Cassianos. The, the, it's got to happen. It's really got. It's got to happen now. It has to happen now. So the offense. To answer your question, Ryan. Uh, the offense. I've really been disappointed in, and I really expect them to be a lot better than they, what they were.
or what they are. We're talking with Francisco Rojas. Give him a follow at Rojas underscore media underscore producer for Sports Radio 94 WIP. Uh, also has some other things going on. We'll uh, have him promote all the ways you can find him and listen to him towards the end of our conversation. Uh, we will get into some of the updated odds in the betting market as it relates to the division, the NL, maybe look at some other teams, uh, i.e. the Mets, Braves, uh, and wherever else comes across our radar. But before we do that, <clears throat> we're talking about the offense and the disappointment that they've been. Is there a is there a possibility that it's an organizational issue? Like the approach at the plate from the organizational standpoint, what with analytics, uh, or maybe am I overthinking trying to figure out reasons as to why there's been a struggle here, right? Like I, I'm just, you bring in these new bats, you look at this lineup on paper, it should be one of the better offensive lineups production-wise, at least in all of the National League, hasn't really been the case. Um, do they need to dumb it down? Do they need to just, you know, put the bats on the ball, make contact? Do you think there's too much noise from an analytical standpoint upstairs, or is that maybe overthinking this? I mean, I, I, Ryan, I definitely think there's something to balancing out, you know, just the simple fundamentals of baseball, not worrying about launch angle uh, yeah. and things like that, worrying about analytics and just having the simple approach. I get that, but but I don't I don't really think that's what it is. Um, I mean, this as far as like the you know the last couple of years they they've had a good offense. You know they they've had there's been years where they've had good even 2019 2020 they've they've had good offenses. That that was never the problem. We always knew it was the bullpen and the rotation, um, and I guess the manager too. But I, I yeah you know I I don't I don't really think it's all that big of a uh, an organizational approach. I don't, I don't even who's the who's the hitting coach right now. It's not Charlie Manuel, still, is it? It's uh no, no. I can't even. I, I couldn't can't even think, tell you. I can't think of his name off the top of the head. But um yeah. But uh, I don't think that's the issue. Um, whatever the issue is, they need to fix it. I, whatever the issue is, <laughs> yeah, they need that, to fix that's it. for damn sure. Um, yeah. I mean, and the only person I can really think of when it comes to mind about the approach is. You know, Reese Hoskins in the last couple of years has, you know, he changed his approach from, uh, you know, initially he was, uh, you know, a bit more of a, a patient hitter, you know, a tiny bit more plate discipline, so to speak. Um, got got on base a lot more, had the had the low average, but got on base a lot more. And then last year, and uh, you know, it seems like this year he's been more of a, uh, you know, I'm going to be aggressive, going to try to swing first pitch, um, but. You know, I mean, honestly, honestly, as far as like uh, you know, value goes, he's still been the same value as a hitter. It's just the, he's changed his approach at the plate. But that's the only thing I can really think of as far as the Phillies go with yeah. changing their approach. I just think it's uh, you know, what, what I think for me, it's like they'll all get clicking at one point at the right at the right time. Hopefully, I've been saying this the last two months. By the way, I've been saying this, so maybe maybe this is the wrong thing to say. But I really feel like they all get clicking at the the right time. And that'll just set off the, you know, it's kind of like a, you're a basketball guy. A shooter in basketball, he's having a cold streak. He sees one go in, then they all go in. You know what I mean? Something like that, as far as the Phillies yeah. go. So that's kind of how I see it. The Mets are 35 and 18. They are nine and a half up uh, over the Atlanta Braves. The Braves now are 25 and 27. Uh, your Philadelphia Phillies, 22 and 29, 12 games back of the New York Mets. Miami. Right there, 21 and 28. And when I say right there, it's in comparison to Philadelphia, of course. They're also 12 games back. 
of the New York Mets. Is there any way any team not named the New York Mets can win this division? Yeah, I mean, look, the Mets have a, a history of collapsing. So I've been I've been uh, taunting my good friend Matt Musico, who's a Mets guy, on Twitter, uh, you know, the last two months since they've just had this great start. I'm saying it's going to come. It's going to happen. Uh, just, but to, to honestly, just messing around with them. I, I don't, I, I don't yeah. think at this point. Um, I think they are, they are this team. They are what they, uh, what was advertised. Um, and the big thing, you know, I mean, the manager over there is pretty good. He's kind of shaking up the clubhouse over there, and hopefully that can kind of the same thing not happen for the Phillies. Uh, but the manager has been really good over there. The offense. The offense wasn't supposed to be that bad as it was last year. So I knew the Mets offense was going to pick it up a little bit. Um, Francisco Lindor looked like the Francisco Lindor that was in Cleveland, the the silver slugger, superstar shortstop. He looks like, like that guy. Pete Alonso has been really good. Um, the the Mets are are as advertised. They have, and they had look. They don't even have Scherzer Negrom back yet. They, they yeah. don't even have the, the, the two of the best uh, pitchers we've seen in the last ten years. I mean, yep. it's it, once they come back, man. I, I just think it's uh, it's kind of a wrap for the NL East. Um, I do expect the Braves to get hot at some point and make a run for the for the wild card, which is not good for the Phillies. But they expanded yeah. that playoffs for a reason. So I, I thought that the Phillies were gonna you know get that last wild card spot, but uh, I don't see anyone catching the Mets right now. NL East odds here, real quick, Francisco. Mets are the favorite at Bet Rivers at minus four twenty. The Braves are four to one plus four hundred, and the Phillies are plus eight fifty. Let's just look at the Braves and the Phillies. Um, better bet if you had to make a bet right now. If I gave you a hundred dollars to say here, put it on the Braves at four to one, or put it on the Phillies at plus eight fifty. Uh, which which team would you go with? Obviously, you're getting your double your return there than you would on the Braves, but that's for obvious reasons. So between Atlanta and Philly, who has a better chance to win this division? Oh, I mean, it's it's the Braves, no doubt. I mean, they're the World Series yeah. champions. They've won. I mean, it's easy, man. They they've won the 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 uh, the division the last you know since 2018. They kind of you know I know they're not playing well right now, but they've kind of been giving me those vibes of the 90s to the early 2000s Braves that just seemed like they were just going to win the division every year because they were just putting that, those teams together. They had the the core unit and they uh, they have the you know the the brains in the front office who just make seems like they make the right moves every offseason, every trade deadline. They make the right perfect moves every time. So that's another thing too. You can't count the Braves out because the trade deadline hasn't happened yet. And this trade deadline yeah. this year is going to be wild because of the expanded playoffs. More teams are going to be in uh, to try to go all in to try to make a playoff run. And uh, yeah, I, that's just kind of how I see it when it comes to the Atlanta Braves. That they're, it's uh, you know that they've just been too good over the last four to five years, and uh, it's I don't think it's gonna it's gonna stop. Yeah, um, if you look at let's look at the National League here for a second before I let you go. Just one or two more questions. Hanging out with Francisco Rojas, uh, you look at the NL, okay, and obviously the Dodgers are are the talk of the town as it relates to the National League town. They're two to one right now. They're the favorites to come out of the NL uh, and get to the World Series. The Mets are right behind them at plus four fifteen. Let's take those two teams out of it for a second. Do you have a sleeper team in the National League? Someone that you like, or someone that's either underperformed or, or starting to play well right now as we enter the month of June, uh, as someone that can possibly make a run? Whether it's the Padres, which isn't a massive sleeper, but 
you know, they're plus 850 to come out of the NL or the Giants, the Cardinals. Uh, what's the team not named the Dodgers? And I'll, I'll take out the Mets as well uh, for someone that maybe can uh, surprise some of us here. Well, I think it's a team, which is crazy. It's it's a, And I don't even know how much I still believe in them because I didn't believe in them last year. I still couldn't even believe it when they got into the playoffs and won 107 games. The San Francisco Giants are not a team to sleep on. Uh, yep. I just can't do it after last year. I still don't know how they do it sometimes. Uh, I get it. They have veterans over there and Brandon Crawford and Brandon Belt, and uh, they have really good pitching in Logan Webb uh, and you know the rest of the rotation over there. I I, I don't know. I just can't count the the San Francisco Giants out. I mean, somehow they won 107 games last year. Uh, somehow that happened. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if uh, they're not going to do that again. Obviously. Um, and yes, it is a loaded NL West over there. But just the vibes they gave me last year, and uh, you know, the possibility of what could happen this year. I just think the San Francisco Giants are are a team that if you're gonna, you know invest some money into a sleeper team it's definitely definitely the giants just because of what they did last year not a bad price either right now at bet rivers for the giants to win the national league 15 to 1 plus 1500 for the san francisco giants to represent the national league in the world series francisco we can we can end on this question and this is looking ahead a little bit but girardi out news breaking not too long ago uh rob thompson is interim manager What's a name that would get you excited, would get the fan base possibly excited uh, after the season once they, you know, inevitably start to look for the official replacement uh, at the manager spot here in Philly? Jimmy Rollins. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I, I mean, that would never happen, probably. I don't know what. I think he's more interested in, like, a front office role. Uh, but, I mean. He's great doing what he does now. Oh, he's amazing. Do you know he has a new podcast with Rod Darling now? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's the, he's uh no, yeah, he's in, he's incredible at what he does. Um, as far he as is. Is in the media game, he's awesome. What about Chase Sutley? People would lose their minds uh, over Chase amazing. Sutley give, and, and J. Roll. Yeah, give me any any Ryan Howard. Screw it. See Ryan Howard <laughs> yeah. at the top of the Matt step? stairs. Matt stairs. <laughs> uh, I but honestly, like I, I can't. People have mentioned Jim Leland. People have mentioned Bruce Bochy. I mean, Bochy does have a couple of roles. I like Bruce Bochy to his name. Yeah, I mean, he, he won three last decade, I believe, right? So, I mean, yeah, Bochy's there. Uh, people have mentioned uh, Sosha. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I want somebody that's going to gonna go in the clubhouse and tell everybody what the heck is up. It's going to hit the wall, <laughs> going to hit the ground running. And it, it, I, want, I want somebody like that. I liked – he wasn't a manager, but George Steinbrenner was that type of, type of owner. When he was when he was the you know when he was you know rest in peace he, when he was the longtime owner for the New York Yankees he would just walk he would just walk it when, when he walked down in the field uh, at spring training or walked in the clubhouse you knew what was up I want that kind of manager I don't know who that's going to be because what about teams, Terry Francona love Terry Francona but he's he's still in Cleveland I believe he's this is uh, his final year of his contract yeah I have a feeling he's going to remain there just because he's talked about Cleveland he really likes it there. I would. I mean, yeah. I love Terry Francona. I mean, and he's and he's been he's he's won World Series and a pressure-packed yep. market in Boston. I mean, oh four. He's been here. Yeah, he's exactly. He's been here. He's he's done it in big markets. Um, I would love Terry Francona if he, if he was if he was available. Of course, would love to bring right. Terry back. Yeah, absolutely, definitely like that. All right. Well, we'll end on this. Uh, we're not going to get into a preview for the game tonight. Just by the time this is out, this is probably 
uh, the game Friday night will at the very least already be live, if not already a final. But uh, the Phillies this weekend against the Angels, how do you see it playing out? Uh, well, it's a good thing Otani isn't on the mound because Otani, I don't think he's scheduled to have any starts because he just had a start yesterday. Um, yeah. But he was coming off his his uh, his worst start that I can remember in a while. Um, so which wouldn't be good because I could see Otani coming back and having a phenomenal uh, start, especially against the, the Phillies offense that is right yeah. now. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm trying to. Th- I can't. I can't think of off the top of my head. I, I tried to look earlier today. I, I couldn't see who was uh, who's on the mound for uh, the Angels tonight. But uh, yeah, I couldn't find that either. Yeah, I don't. I guess it was to be to be announced. But um, no, the look, Phillies are throwing Eflin, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you know, this is this is a this is just a big series, just because uh, obviously of what transpired today, um, and um, you know. Try to take two of three here. That's all I can say. Yeah. Try to take two of three. Don't, 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 don't try to think too big picture. I mean, baseball's too, too, uh, too long of a season to to be thinking big picture. It's it's you gotta yeah. you gotta take the small the small baby steps. You know, night in night out, and that's the beauty of baseball as well. Is you know, uh, you know, you lose one game, you can come back the next day, and you're you're clean slate to a certain extent. Um, so For sure. that, that's kind of the approach the the team has to take uh, this week against or this weekend against Anaheim. All right, Francisco Rojas, follow him on Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Uh, besides producing for Sports Radio 94 WIP, Francisco, before I let you go, uh, put yourself out there as far as where and how everyone can find you and listen to you. Yeah, so uh, right now, just for the moment, uh, I do have my YouTube channel. Um, it's the Shift, do baseball, vid- baseball videos weekly. Um, you can just... Did- Today I just uh, just put out a video on Jose Ramirez. Uh, somehow he's underrated, and I I did a recent uh, uh, Hall of Fame case for Paul Goldschmidt, who is tearing the cover off the baseball right now. Um, <laughs> so you know, do do weekly baseball videos, kind of doing that right now. Um, working on a revamped uh, podcast for the shift as well. Uh, that cool. should be coming. Uh, you know, uh, in the in the very uh, near future. So you can look out for that. Um, but you plugged my Twitter uh, a couple of times here, so I appreciate that. So I don't even have to do that. Of course. So shout out to Ryan. This is this this is this is what happens when I produce for Ryan. This is just, just the chemistry there. He just already knows what's up. Uh, so, I do. Yeah. So uh, that's about it. Um, you know, Twitter and the shift right now. It's, that's what I've got going for myself. So, um, yeah, man. Awesome, man. We'll keep up the good work. I appreciate you making some time for us here on the CityCast and. Uh, you can listen to Francisco and I this weekend on WIP. I'll, I'll see you soon, man. Get some rest. I right, appreciate it, man. See you later. All right, man. Later. All right. Thank you all, as always, for tuning in to another edition of the Philadelphia CityCast with me, Ryan Rothstein, and special thanks to our guest, Francisco Rojas, who uh, helped us break it all down. Joe Girardi out. Rob Thompson, Girardi's right-hand man, essentially steps in now as interim manager, who will be the official manager after this season moving forward. That's getting a little bit of ahead of ahead of ourselves, but you can't help but wonder, can the Phillies make up some ground now, welcoming in the Angels this weekend for a three-game home set? We shall see. Phillies giving the ball to Zach Eflin on Friday night. Wasn't able to track down the probables for 
uh, the games Saturday and Sunday, but we'll dissect more of this series on the next episode tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your Friday, great rest of your night, great rest of your weekend. Best of luck on all your bets. And I'll see you next time right here on the Philadelphia CityCast presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Peace. Baseball is here, and Bet Rivers has a special offer for you every Saturday throughout the entire baseball season. Place a three leg, same game parlay of at least $25, and you will earn a $10 free bet. With same game parlays, you can combine player props and game bets to make your perfect combo. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Claim your offer on the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com. Presented by Bet Rivers Casino Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.